Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. On today's truly mind-blowing show, we discuss the big story. Frank Lampard is out, Tommy Tuchel is in. The question is, how will Woods deal with the news? Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Pod of Two Halves, the footballing podcast bringing you all good things football. And as ever, I'm joined by the now multilingual Michael Carden Edwards and maybe not so multilingual Mr. Thomas Woods. I'm not too sure, but we'll catch on that later. Now, listeners, if you decided I'm going to skip the intro, I just want to hear the boys talk. This is your second warning that we are going to be talking a lot of Chelsea today. OK, you, you've been warned. We've got we have a Mr. Woods on the on the show. As usual, he will be getting to talk about his favourite subject. So. All I'm saying is, you've been warned. But before we get to him, we're going to say hello to Mr. Michael Cardenas first. Obviously, our Spanish Madrid-based correspondent. How's it going, Mikey? Uh, it's going very well, thank you. I finally have a room that isn't an echo box, I hope. Um, I can see a bookcase behind you. There's a bookcase behind me with books and things in it. And uh, there's there's other things in here as well. Uh, yeah, and I actually get a, a desk chair arriving tomorrow. This is just... It's all coming together, isn't it, basically? It's all coming together. But no, I am very well, thank you, Mr. Lee. How are you? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah, um, I don't want to get into the bores of, of life, you know, just <laughs> struggling. No, I say struggling, that's the wrong word. Like, work is hard at the moment for me, you know. I've I've taken a step back from from sort of the, the WhatsApp groups. You may have noticed that, you know, I've not been really interacting too much. I've been, I don't know, basically my life has been very kind of work orientated but then I guess we are in lockdown so I can focus on that so uh yeah I you know in the whole I'm fine your story death cantando yeah hey and there I'm, there he I, is I'm, I'm relaxing bruv yeah with actual bruv is that is there a bruv there's no bruv in that no okay. there's no bruv <laughs> <laughs> okay um obviously Woods I, but I will say oh. just a comment I did, I did start a new job yesterday so uh, yeah 
Yeah, have some of them apples. Yeah, how's it going? To those who to to those who say that you cannot achieve things in lockdown, bruv, I have moved fucking house, I have moved fucking countries, and I have moved fucking jobs. Yeah, three. There's your strike. Yeah, and I'm learning a new language. Yeah, exactly. And and we fucking bought a picture frame for a giant cartoon version of Bill Murray today to hang in the living room. He looks awesome. Sounds like your life is almost complete then. Well, I don't know I mean, what it makes I, I de- complete. Well, ideally, I'd I'd be you know, you boys would be sitting here and would be having a jelly wrestling match. But never <laughs> <mind>. <laughs> Woods, how do you feel about a, a jelly wrestling match? Yeah, I'm all for it, mate. Although I've got to look out for your whippersnapper, right? That's right, mate. Right. You always want to be careful of the old whippersnapper, mate. <laughs> I'm, bit, you, I'm a bit rusty. I'm, I reckon I'm rusty because I haven't thrown any whippersnappers in a few months now. That's the, that's the lockdown, isn't it, right? The lockdown effect. If we were all jellyfied to... as well, I would imagine the jellyfiedness would just, I don't know, would it, would it work? You know, I'm, I'm throwing out the whippersnapper and it's just, I'm full of jelly. Are you worried that it might bounce back whippersnapping yourself? <laughs> exactly. And no one wants the, the, to be on the end of an elite Collard whippersnapper. Certainly not myself. <laughs> Certainly not Mr. Collard himself. Just on Bill Murray quickly. Um, Bill, Bill Murray's the reason we didn't get a third Ghostbusters, which ultimately led to us having the Ghostbusters remake with the female. So ultimately, fuck Bill Murray. <laughs> wow, but he gave us the first two. That's enough, no? Yeah, but like still. Dude, every, dude, every, every film that comes back after a long period of time. Look at the... Um, the Dumb and Dumber film where oh. they actually genuinely mm. reprise their roles. You know what I mean? Oh, exactly. Mm. You, if you do that, it's probably going to be bad. And I would, I would imagine if you'd have got the old gang together and they'd have done that, it probably wouldn't have been as good as what we remember the 80s Ghostbusters films being like. Oh, so it, it, it was very much tongue-in-cheek, mate. It was very much tongue-in-cheek. Ultimately, Ghostbusters wouldn't have happened again if um, one of them... D- hadn't died right that's effectively yeah. how Howard that, Ramis that, thank you yeah ultimately him dying was the opportunity that a studio jumped on and then basically killed it off fully until the new yeah. one's coming out at some point this year um, I am deliberately basically not wanting to talk about what I'm going to end up talking about for the next <laughs> 25 minutes so uh, well, yeah, my, my, my weekend was fine um, you know uh, they, they didn't the, the football was fine I really enjoyed the Manchester United Liverpool football match I thought it was a really good football match this weekend as did I entertaining. Um, and then Monday happened and all of a sudden it's like what the fuck is going on but but I shouldn't have been surprised because I literally sat here last week and said he will not be in charge by the time we record next week well guess what I was right I just didn't expect to be right um, well should well, we go through some of the reasons that he's been sacked I've got my list of stats. Uh, I thought this would be basically my contribution to the pod, right? You're going to wha- read out some stats, Hit us which with the stats, do not bro. bode well for Lampard, and then Woods will then basically tell us why, how these stats came true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Frank Go Lampard leaves Chelsea with the worst points per game record of any Chelsea manager under Roman Abramovich. Since taking charge of Chelsea, Lampard's Blues has been have been fifth best team in the Premier League, amassing fewer points than Leicester City. In that time frame, Chelsea have conceded 77 goals, the worst defensive record among the leading eight clubs in England. From 15 Premier League games against Liverpool, Manchester City, Manchester United, Tottenham and Leicester under Lampard, Chelsea have claimed just 13 points. For context, Manchester United claimed 27 points. Chelsea spent over £220 million last summer, significantly more than every other club in Europe. 
Even in taking into account the 2019-20 transfer ban, Chelsea have spent approximately £20 million and £40 million less than Manchester United and City under the management of Lampard. Chelsea are currently three points worse off this season than last season at the same stage. Woods. Now, I was going to say, Woods, that's pretty damning, man. Wait, he's, he's, I, I, well, I've had to read, I've had to listen to the likes of Darren Goff Right on Talksport, <laughs> try and t- like start browbeating supporters who, who phone in and say, "I'm kind of glad he's gone because he doesn't deserve to be here." And Darren fucking the off of all people, the, the cricketer, cricketer. the cricketer it'll, saying they'll tell you he could have made it as a pro footballer for this. Well, exactly, exactly. Oh, really? And then you have to hear the likes of Harry Redknapp come out and uh, who made Football Three Six Five's prick of the week, long overdue. Yes. Um, you have to hear him come out and say. You know, Claude Tuchel, you know, is that his name? It is Claude, isn't Tommy. it? Tommy. Tommy, Claude, who's Claude? <laughs> no, but from that one, he's now called Claude. I, I, who's I, Claude? I have no who's idea. Who's Claude Tuchel? I do not know who Claude Tuchel is, but... He's got a nickname, mate. From so, that one, right, so on he, this pod, he's referred to as Claude Tuchel. <laughs> well, <laughs> he... Right, no, but he... Um, he... Came out and basically that, like, because obviously Neville came out and said that Tuchel's a top manager, right? He's won things in France and things like that. And uh, Harry Redknapp's come out and said, giving it the old Farmers League comment and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, well, you, if you're discrediting Tuchel's, uh, you know, uh, League 1 uh, victories uh, and, and he's, you know, you're discrediting any kind of titles and, and silverware that he's won, Frank Lampard has won nothing as a manager. So why would he be better still than, than, than Claude? In this in this scenario, when as you as the stats just said, they've got the worst points per points per game record of any manager under Abramovich, having just spent literally two hundred and twenty million pounds in the summer. And one of the other things that I find crazy, I was going through Chelsea's squad earlier. Now a lot of the times on this show, Woods, you've come out and said that the the Chelsea have like this a very very one of the strongest squads in the league, if mm-hmm. not the strongest squad in the league. And I actually went through this squad. And Fuck me. You have got more players than you can shake a breadstick at. There's a lot like, of players. I, one of the, um, one of the, one of the, I keep seeing this familiar comment that, you know, the likes of, um, obviously Mount, uh, Hudson-Odoi, Abraham, um, are going to be, you know, disappointed by this. You know, maybe they won't be playing as much going forward. And then I kept reading Billy Gilmore's name pop up. The guy's played 37 minutes of football this season. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, <laughs> I've, I've read an article by Football 365 that actually labelled him as a potential winner from this yeah, situation. This is it. He hasn't I, played I, I read that as well. Um, and it's just, yeah, there's so many there's so many baffling things that come out of this. Just because, I mean, as we've been reading in obviously Twitter and things like that, there's a lot of journalists which are very much pro-Frank Lampard. And they have been kind of dying for him to do well. And now that he's not there... The, the 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 way the club has handled the sacking of him um, hasn't been met with applause. Let's just say in terms of how it's been handled, um, the backing of Frank Lampard, even though he's now gone, I find baffling. The stats back it up, and surely when you see that uh, Claude's available and you don't have a manager, you go and get him. Am I, am I wrong for thinking of this? Am I baffled or, or, or what's going on here? Very quickly, before I know you come in, Woods, because I know you're going to have obviously a lot to say. Maybe I'm simplifying it too much, but when you have an English legend, I don't know, maybe legend's a strong word, but, you know, of recent times, he's a Chelsea legend and obviously he played a lot for England and he did relatively well, so to speak. He's always going to have the support of the media. 
the fact that he's just English alone, you know, he probably didn't even have to play for England and he would have retained the support of the media. Is 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 going down the road of like, you know, you mentioned with um obviously with Redknapp sticking up for him. Redknapp's also his family member, so you know that you can understand maybe from that angle. But you're always going to get it with an English manager, no matter what. I, I swear to God, because as soon as it's Johnny Foreigner coming in to take an Englishman's spot, that's what you. It's almost the, the automatic. Roy, Roy King called it a year ago. Mm-hmm. Roy King sat in the studio and said, uh, "This is when Ollie was red hot seat right at Old Trafford, saying uh, we we basically lambasting Ollie, saying that you know he's not good enough. Yet Frank Lampard's doing worse." at Chelsea, and we're all sitting here applauding him. Um, you're 100% right. Ultimately, Frank Lampard, um, he, he, by all accounts, look, he's, he's a good guy. Um, he definitely knows a lot of people in the industry. He was um, you know, a top-level footballer in this country for 15 years. So, of course, he's got a lot of the, the media backing him. Um, the way it's being handled, it's Chelsea, right? It's, it's what it is. Um, I, I'm not shocked. Like... I, I always go back to the one about Jose when we were at university back in, um, was it, 07, when he went. That shocked me, right? I, that, that, that was like a legitimate gut punch of that one. And since then, I'm just not shocked by any of this anymore. Um, my initial response when I saw it was I felt sad a little bit because cause it was Frank. You know, if it, like Frank Lampard is and will remain a Chelsea legend. So I was sad for him personally, but equally, like I said last week, he's just not cut out for the job. The stats completely back it up. And uh, as you said, Lee, when a manager of the level of uh, Tuchel is available um, and crucially results at the club and performances, more importantly, are trending in such a negative way, uh, the club were left with no real option other than to, to move on from him. Now, subsequently, um, the Athletics article about basically the 18 months of Frank Lampard is, is really eye-opening. I mean, it's incredible stuff. This this has been basically simmering for 12 months, and you could even argue that it's really been simmering since he was appointed. Um, it was a marriage that I think um, Chelsea made with Frank to get themselves for a difficult period, right? Uh, we've, uh, coming off the back of Sarah, there was a split amongst the fan base. Uh, they wanted to kind of join that up. Frank Lampard was the person for it. And crucially as well, um, we did have the transfer ban and um, we just basically needed someone to get us through that. It's a term they use in wrestling, right? And that is transitional champion. And basically Frank Lampard, I think, was always viewed by the club as a transitional manager. Now, ideally, I think they would have liked to have finished uh, in, in a more um, acrimonious sort of situation where they could pass on to the next manager, but that hasn't been the case. And the club, as they always do, when top four looks to be slipping away, they have pulled the trigger on Frank. But do you think, stuff going do you, on. Do you think they missed an opportunity then to do that at the end of last, yeah. last I think, season? Or was it bad because it was such a short um, season gap between like, obviously going into the new season because of COVID? There's an element of that. I think the thing was there was a swell of positivity about Chelsea finishing top four, which would have made it very difficult to move on from Frank. I think by all accounts... But you called it, though, in terms of the points total. Whilst it was yeah. top four... Oh, yeah, no, it was garbage, mate. It was utter garbage. The fact they finished top four was purely because Tottenham no-showed, Arsenal no-showed, and Leicester fell apart. 
But I will say on that on that point though is that the the, the points total may have been. Um, garbage but then as you mentioned look what Chelsea had to work with they had a yeah. transfer ban he was playing all the youth players something that Chelsea have historically not done too much of in in recent times so I think he did get a lot of the um a lot of goodwill for that and I, I agree I don't and think you could have um I don't think been, you could have sacked him in the summer that could been, you imagine the uproar had they done because that that it would have just been ridiculous to kind of moved on at that point but yeah the, the, going back to like what sort of seems to be the catalyst of this is that he fell out of Marina and I think that that is a suicide note, really, at the club, is when you do that. Now, you go back to uh, last January where Chelsea found themselves fighting for top four. And I think Frank was probably aware that it was going to be a fight to the end. And he's asked to sign uh, Aubameyang and Zayek in January. And the club had told him no. Um, and that's where that relationship with Marina sort of suffered. And, and since then, it, it's kind of continued to unravel. And you get to the summer um, and Chelsea make a lot of big name signings and... Evidently, that what's coming out now is that those players, all bar one, were not Lampard's choice. They were players selected to improve the squad. And, and on that point, though, sorry to come in with. Oh, come on. I do apologise. No, it's fine. So, in the summer, we talked. We, you know, we looked. We looked at the signings made, and we kind of waxed lyrical about it. We, we were like, "This is." If I'm a Chelsea fan, I'm excited, and I know you obviously were very excited in the summer. How many times did Werner play up front with Havertz in the ten? With Pulisic on the left and Zayek on the right, how many times did that happen? See, I think I've seen it, and I'm pretty sure it's a goose egg. It, they they never did. They never ever, not once, have Chelsea lined up under Frank Lampard with those players in those positions. And one of the things that I keep seeing, kind of like, you know, put at Frank Lampard is the fact that why is Werner playing on the left wing? Yeah, what's was, going on? We've here? seen it with and our own eyes, haven't we? It doesn't fit. Have he, can't, he can't play there, and it's killed him. He's crushed his confidence because the thing is, is that his talent is not uh, being able to basically run past players uh, as, as a winger would do, retaining possession and doing so. So as a result, he's spent his Chelsea career losing possession in the final third uh, and not getting into the positions that he'd ideally like to. Um, but yeah, going back to it, Chil- Ben Chilwell was the one that Frank wanted. That's uh, I think we all kind of were aware of. And Chelsea needed an upgrade at left-back position. I'm, I'm very happy with Ben Chilwell. Um, regardless of his performance against Leicester last week, I think he's been one of the better left-backs in the league this season. But the other players, I think it was very clear to us that, uh, looking at it, where, where, where are these players going to fit? Um, and I, clearly Frank didn't want them. And then also he spent a lot of time now. Chelsea been linked with Declan Rice since the summer. Um, it seems that that was all just Frank Lampard asking for Declan Rice over and over and over and over again. Um, now, whether or not that's a, that, would he have been a better signing than Kai Havertz for Frank Lampard? You'd almost certainly say yes, but it wasn't what the club wanted to do, um, and the club don't want to. It's basically the Paul Pogba situation. You know, Chelsea don't want to go back to someone they basically said at fourteen isn't good enough. Slightly different than Paul Pogba. United never said he wasn't good enough. It's just a case that Mino pulled him away. You did it with Matic, though. We did. You're 100% right. Um, I, I think it's the 80 million number that West Ham are going to throw at Chelsea. I think that's the big that's, problem that's there. That's ridiculous. That is a, I didn't realise it was that amount of money. I thought yeah, it was like that, more that's, close the, that's to the 50. number. Uh, and, and yeah, no, it's, it's 80 million. That's sort of the number that's been thrown about. And um, I think there's a quote that's been said about it is that uh, he needs to stop uh, pushing for Rice or he will lose his job. <laughs> and he didn't. I mean, I I don't quite know if that. Was, I mean, I don't think that was the final nail in the coffin. I think that basically the collapse in form has been the real reason for it. 
And there's also as well, I mean, from what I understand, obviously, as you said, there's been an avalanche of news come out about this in the aftermath of the of the sacking of Frank Lampard. And it, one of the other things I don't think has helped his cause is the um, the training sessions. Yeah. Um, by by mm. all accounts, you know, the players are quite. The, the Frank Lampard's training sessions were viewed as kind of like a breath of fresh air after Sarri's rigid, you know, repetitive, just boring tr- sessions. Um, but it becomes increasingly clear that Lampard just kind of saying, go on, chaps, go out there and be good at football. Express yourself. Is Express it, yourself. That, 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 isn't, <laughs> that isn't us taking the piss. As we have, but now I've been saying that about Lampard the entire time. You know, I mean, he just comes across, and Oli comes across like that as well. But not even even Oli, not to that extent. Not to that extent. Like, right. I have criticised Oli Gunnar Solskjaer for not having some kind of clear plan many a time as Manchester United boss. But even I can start to see things do click a little bit. You know, there's a semblance of something. You know. With Frank Lampard's Chelsea, I have fucking no idea what the, what was going on. I have no idea what they were being told to do. And obviously, Van der Vaart, sorry, to, sorry, mm. Van der Vaart for Spurs came out and said um, that Harry Redknapp, his team talks would be he would go into the dressing room at half time, and he'd have it on his and he'd pull up a note from his pocket, and it would just say, um, "Get the ball to Luka Modric." And then Modric <laughs> find Van der Vaart, no, and then 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 Lee said, "Modric find 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 Rafa." And find a way to win the game, and Fuck he put me. his note back in his pocket. Yeah. And then, and, and Van der Vaart loved it. And that was like because he's that kind of player. Where it was like, yeah, that's absolutely. Yeah, let fine. me let Some me go and like also, simplicity. Don't exactly they? that. But you got to remember, this was that was eleven years ago now. What what yeah. what I wanted to ask you Woods is obviously we we we've been sort of we've been pointing out the fact that Werner's been played out of position, Kai Havertz has been played out of position. There were big summer signings, regardless if. Lampard wanted them surely he must have acknowledged or realized that I've got some genuine like talent on my hands now in, in my books why don't I just play them in the correct positions and then I might actually get to like you know see some fruits of their labor in terms of you know product yeah I don't know it's the, it's the answer I genuinely don't know um I don't really understand his tactics because you know, you kind of look back. He, he, stuck... he needed to find a way to shoehorn Mason Mount into the, the there's team an element every of... single time. I mean, Mason Mount played something like ninety five percent of, or started ninety five percent of Frank Lampard's games, which in itself is ridiculous. Bearing in mind how compressed football is, like he's ran Mason Mount into the ground. He's a young lad as well. And you know, Mason's Mason's a good player. He is a good player. But like, if you're basically shoehorning Mount in at the expense of a seventy-two million pound German wonder kid, who the owner has basically bankrolled, you basically again you're writing your own death wish. It's it's incredible. But you look back, he shoved Havertz wide right against Brighton, which I think was our first game of the season. I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was garbage. Me, me and Lee watched that, that game. He was, yeah. You know, like, it, and you just looked at him and he was like, well, he has no idea what he's doing there. And it's it's kind of felt that's how, that that's typified Havertz at Chelsea this whole time. And I think the thing is, is what, football has moved on. You're right. 11 years ago, you probably could say to Frank Lampard, you could pl- say to these players, go out there 
and go win the football match. But these players are now being coached differently from a young age. They, 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 the system is king now. We talk about this all the time, that footballers are not as good as what they used to be. That's because no longer can you just basically man-manage and motivate. You have to sort of apply a system to be a top-level football club. When you look at Liverpool, when you look at Manchester City, when you look at sort of the, the, the Barcelona team when they were a legitimate football team, the system was king. The players within that system were able to kind of execute because of the system. And Frank Lampard didn't have one. And the players sat there waiting for him to tell them instructions, how you want us to play. How do you want us to press? How do you want to do this? And it never came. And this is the thing. You can have... And there are cases where... And this is where I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer kind of goes to kind of this side of it. I don't think there is the rigid or the very you know, the in-depth systems at Manchester United as there is uh, at a Klopp's team or, or a Guardiola's team, for example. But if you don't have that un- undeniable structure in your tactics and, and your complete understanding of what you do at each phase of the game, where the ball is, what the opposition is doing, etc., etc., have that team spirit, have that enthusiasm, mm-hmm. have that will to work. And I think that's what Man United rely on, okay? They know that they've got fast players. So what we'll do is we'll do a couple of things really well and then we will then uh, execute our game plan. And that is a, a very much a broad stroke. Um, and the players will do that if they're happy, if they're enjoying that. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand is there's the, 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 the dressing room, oh, the training pitch. Dead toxic by all accounts that was also a really key thing that it wasn't a bad dressing room it was toxic at that point and they had to move on from frank because there was no repair in it like frank lampard like they said in the report he's not been talking to players for months now whether you want those players at the club or not that's just childish isn't it like it's, it's, it's difficult to manage a squad that was we always talk about alex ferguson he wasn't necessarily a tactical genius but he was a manager of a squad right and it seems that frank lampard I think the summer killed him in, in two ways. One way was that he got given... A lot of money was spent on players that he didn't know how to get the best out of. And secondly, they weren't able to get rid of the players who mm. were going to be fringe. And these are kind of senior-level footballers that you need to kind of be able to talk through these situations. And he just couldn't. Now, um, they, I think Rudiger is getting hammered at the moment because one of the reports came out that Rudiger had been to talk to the board about the situation now. That happens probably at every time a manager's gone. Players will go talk to someone senior to complain about something. Um, I don't know what was said. Uh, I don't really believe that Rudiger's a, a good enough player to really go bemoan about his lack of playing time. But it's, it's not a surprise that players have sort of um, gone against him. And Frank can't be surprised either because... But what Rem- wasn't it? Wasn't it? Wasn't sorry? Wasn't it Rudiger that basically been ostracised by Frank for the majority of the season and then thrown in in a crucial game to try yeah. and save his job? And it's just like, well, there's no way that Rudiger's going to bother because you've it, basically mugged him off all season, and now you want him to now perform. It's just a baffling man management. Do you think it? Um, because obviously Frank was an elite player. He was never in that situation pretty much throughout his career where he was on the fringe of being, you know, of a squad. Maybe. And so, therefore, he wouldn't know, he wouldn't know how to handle because obviously we know he's not uh, he's not been in the managerial game for long. So, therefore, he hasn't built up that experience anyway. And I think from- we've learned a lot about Frank recently, and Frank is more Jose than he is Carlo. That's the takeaway. Mm. He, he, he worked under two of these managers. Carlo can manage players because Carlo kind of everything you hear about Carlo Ancelotti is he's a kind of an arm around the shoulder sort of individual, right? 
I think that Frank took the Jose approach, which is, um, I don't want you here, so I'm not going to talk to you. Other than with Mason Mount, who I think he saw a lot of similarities with himself at West Ham, right? Where young kid coming through, picked when maybe he shouldn't be getting picked every single week. Fans uh, vocal in their either support or dislike of him, um, or their non-support of him, should I say. And I think Frank was determined for Mount to be Lampard Mark II in a, in, a, in a weird kind of fetishy way. Can I can I ask Woods, like, obviously we've spoken quite a lot of negativity towards Frank, but has there, is there any legacy left from, from him? Oh, obviously he's gone, but any positivity? That, I mean, there, there is Mason Mount will be, obviously. <laughs> we'll see how he, how he goes <laughs> That's on. the positivity. But, uh, hmm. I, I, like, I like Mace, but they, there's a lot of... Young players that have been given opportunities under um, under Frank Lampard that seem to be neglected. Equally, though, what I would say is Callum Hudson-Odoi really hasn't seen the playing time that he's earned um, in his uh, sporadic appearances. He's he's often more often than not been Chelsea's most impressive player when he's been on the football pitch, and Frank hasn't picked him. And then you look at the Tamori situation as well, a player that he <laughs> he knew from Derby uh, seemed to be making waves at the club, and then completely. Uh, Turfed aside to the extent he's at AC Milan. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> AC like Milan are top of the league. Like AC Milan are win. Yeah, exactly. He's moved to AC Milan to go win the, the Serie A title, the Scudetto. We're like, what the fuck? How is he good enough for them and not for? And this is it's, it's kind of this in in in, in Italy, the yeah. defending league. I I, I can't. I, I don't understand it. So it's a complex legacy of um, bringing in young players, but equally still neglecting them. Um, I, I will still look fondly on Frank Lampard beating Jose Mourinho twice um, last season. But he, it, like, it, the <laughs> All right, question for you. I have, a, I have a real question for you. I have a real, real question for you that you may have to think about. If you had to pick one man, not as a manager, not as a player, just one man, okay? Frank Lampard, Jose Mourinho. Look, I love Jose Mourinho. And I always pick Jose. Like I, yes. the Tottenham man. It, it, I know it, it's, it, that's tough. It is tough because he is at Tottenham. But look, I, Frank, Frank Lampard is Chelsea's greatest ever player. I wouldn't necessarily say he's my favourite Chelsea player. Um, there's players that I hold probably in higher regard. Um, but like I hold very few people in higher regard than, do, do than Pete say, Jose Mourinho. Do you say that Frank Lampard's Chelsea's best ever player? The kind of same way that I have to say Wayne Rooney's Manchester United's best ever striker. I kind of, yeah, maybe a bit. Like the numbers don't lie, do they? For for Frank and equally for Wayne, I think equally like Ryan Giggs as well, where like he'd certainly fit into that that discussion point. Like Chelsea have had a lot of better footballers, right? Like we've had a lot of really talented footballers. Um, but Frank Lampard does come out probably highest on 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 yeah, the greatest. Yeah, yeah, Gonzalo Higuain, which I discovered played for Chelsea. I can't believe you didn't know this. Mate, uh, what? When did he sorry, play for Chelsea? Sorry, loaned him. Expensive, did he score? Expensive, I want to say he scored, he scored against Huddersfield. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> wow, <Found his> level. <laughs> he, um. he, there's a there's a video somewhere, mate, and you'll you'll enjoy this. But he go he goes to the crowd and goes full on motorboating. And I ain't even kidding when I'm saying that. What? Wow. Do you know... Right, to, so to, a, was... to a member in the crowd, Gonzalo goes full-on motorboating. I ain't even kidding. <laughs> was she well so, endowed in that department? Well, I, evidently, right? I assume it was but, a woman. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 but, 
Not maybe, like, like a Geordie fan. Now I've got a Geordie fan in my head, you know. You know, um, maybe, the maybe. Off, you know, big old wobbles going along. <laughs> my uh, my favourite thing I've seen recently, obviously, after I just saw that Higuain randomly played for Chelsea, uh, I was looking up other players that I didn't realise played for Chelsea, right? Now, I knew that Alexander Pato played for Chelsea. Have you seen the YouTube highlight video of him at Chelsea? He scored a goal. I'm trying to In think two, about... I was two appearances, one goal, debut. right? Yeah. Right. So <laughs> there's a random YouTube highlight video where they're genuinely serious and it's got this horrendous like EDM music as the background and it's his debut, right? Or it's one of his appearances, he obviously only had two. And I've never seen a highlight video where they're trying to make him look good but all he's doing is giving the ball away. It's wonderful. Like it's genuinely like it's 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 a wonderful wonderful video because it's he was obviously terrible that day, but they've tried to make him out as like. like, he a, did really like, like I, I'd, I'd encourage you to. I'd encourage you to watch the Umar Nias YouTube video for <laughs> before he signed at Everton. And trust me, there's something along the similar lines. Um, obviously, I do want to move on, but very quickly before we do that, obviously, Tommy slash Claude Tuchel, what are your thoughts in um, obviously him coming in? It was announced literally just before we started the pod. It's official. He's got an 18 month contract. It's, it's yeah. With um, sure. I think a clause for he's got a clause for another year in it. I, I, I'm not too sure what it does feel very short, 18 months. But then again, like that's that's a Chelsea thing, right? Is that but Roman the, um, trying to save back on the pennies because he spent a lot of money on managers? Yeah, maybe. I mean, apparently this was Roman's choice. Roman was the one that wanted him, which is why he's got the job. There was there was still questions about him. Now I, I've done a bit of reading on Tuchel. I, I was really high on him a couple of years ago. Like if if we'd have got Tuchel a couple of years ago, I would have been all about it. But I think that. Um, maybe some of his Paris stuff has probably tarnished him a bit. I think the Farmers League stuff probably does stick a bit. Um, he wasn't able to influence that squad as he had previously at Dortmund or Mainz. Um, and I think that also there's this stigma attached to him where he falls out with uh, director-level people. Like he fell out with, uh, is it Zorkit, uh, Dortmund? Um, and he fell out with... Uh, there's a stigma there that you were concerned with on previous pods before obviously Frank had been announced as being sacked obviously he was the, one of the names that was being bounded around and you were concerned with that and given obviously yeah, they, the discussion that you've just said about Frank and the directors at Chelsea surely that is of concern as well so I, I did a bit more reading into the fallout so at Dortmund the fallout came because they sold off his talented players and replaced them with nobodies and I think much like Jurgen Klopp I think it was probably like well how are you expecting me to compete for titles by basically cutting my legs off. Um, and apparently he sent a text which was meant to be his, to his agent, hammering the director, and ended up sending it to the director, Ooh. which basically... Right, so he's an idiot then, brilliant. I see you want as your manager, <laughs> fucking idiot. Which, which, now, maybe it wasn't an accident, you know, like, he's... he's um, he's an interesting character. Like, the Paris situation, um, why can't I think who, who's the uh, geezer that's the director, the ex-Milan player? Um, I don't know why I can't think of his name. Leonardo. Leonardo, thank you. Um, Leonardo started getting involved with team selections and stuff like this, and that's why that relationship basically soured big time. But he's he's a manager who... Also, I would it, say, it, it, you're managing PSG. I think getting them to a Champions League final is a hell of an achievement, considering yeah. the fact that every week they play in the Farmers League, as we like to say. And also, you're in a dressing room that contains Neymar. Correct. 
I mean, is probably one of the most mm. toxic personalities in world football. Like getting them to do anything you fucking say seems like a miracle to me. He's a strong character. Um, he's flexible tactically. Like he's not married to a single formation, but he he has a uh, emphasis on attacking football. And by all accounts, his training regimes are um, very interesting. Like he 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 does things which keeps players. Uh, fresh, I guess, like such as, and it's going to sound stupid, but getting defenders to hold tennis balls in drills because it stops them from grabbing and defending that way. So they focus more on winning the ball with their feet. And uh, another one was that um, on a pitch, he'd sort of um, narrow the attacking end to condense the pitch to make their attacking players have to focus more on moving the ball quicker, which then on match day, when they've got more space, uh, it becomes a lot more free, a lot more easier to kind of replicate. So these are the sort of things that, um, and there's a lot of positive stuff from all the players that he's he's managed as well. So I, I'm excited, right? The, the, you go back to it, and Can I... he's got he's got probably the hardest job. But fortunately, there's no fans in the stadium because like replacing Frank Lampard at Chelsea is, regardless of what Frank Lampard the manager is, is going to be difficult for a lot of fans to let go. And that's what I've been reading. Um, but like I, I'm excited to have a football manager again. With this, especially with this group of players, because I, I I still stand by that the, this group of players are better than what they've shown over the last six months. Can I? I do want to move on, but I'm obviously my own enemy here in terms of being a time producer and wasting time or carrying on with the Chelsea debate. But just very quickly, he hasn't. Where apart from obviously take away PSG, where you you are expected to succeed. All three of us, we can go to fucking Paris, and I'm pretty sure we win we'd win the league. But apart from that, he's only won a German Cup when he was at Dortmund mm-hmm. and he finished second yeah, two and third. Years at Dortmund. He, he suffered mm-hmm. a 5-1 smashing against Bayern Munich, obviously the, the, the rivals in that league, in the Bundesliga. Is it, you know, is he, is he going to take I'll, Chelsea I'll, I'm gonna to field this qu- oh, I'm going to field this question, if that's okay. okay. Um, I, I like him, from what, for, to be honest, I, I, do, I do like him. He always seems to come across very well um, from whenever I've seen him. Um, we talk about PSG, um, dominating the Farmers League, right? Germany's basically the Farmers League, isn't it? And you've basically got Bayern who have all of the resources available. I disagree, but, I disagree. No, I, no, no like, right, let me, let me be clear. In terms of the, the same competitive level, nature. But in terms right? of the competitive nature of it, there, in, in France there is one team that dominates, okay? Every now and again you may get a, a bit of a freak result with Monaco or something like that, but it's that's usually a blip rather than something that happens for a long period of time. With, with Germany... The predominant team is Bayern Munich. They have all of the resources available to them. They have all of the power. They have all of the the, the wealth. They have they have everything in in that in that in that league in that in that country. Dortmund, as we've just said, one of the reasons that Claude didn't like didn't get on so well there was because his assets were getting stripped and is then expected because Dortmund seemed to have this formula that worked for a little bit of time when it was like okay. And, it, and to be fair, it still works now. The likes of Sancho and, and Haaland proving this fact. Even uh, Rayner as well. You know, they, they are a club that are able to attract or, or to bring in young players, develop them really, really well, and then sell them high. Other than Lewandowski, obviously, unfortunately for them, he went on free. But, and uh, Matt Tumbles, how much did Matt Tumbles go for, even though he came back? I, uh, I think it was that the, the I think it was about thirty million, but the net spend on it was like zero because they spent yeah, the same exactly. amount on him was, coming back. It was weird in that sense, but the um, 
I think if you're a manager of Dortmund, it's a really, really tough job because Klopp kind of revolutionised that club from a tactical perspective in terms of playing the, you know, the rock and roll football, the heavy metal football, whatever it is. So you're almost expected to live up to that style of attacking, wonderful football, blooding in youngsters, not having a high net spend, and and there's so many and trying to compete with essentially you're the Monaco to the PSG or you're the fucking Leon to the PSG or something and it's it's a really really tough job I don't begrudge him not winning a league in the two years he was there I respect him for winning a cup um, I do think though that if you've met, I do think this is a, this is his biggest test by a long 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 way and mm. I don't know how it's going to go th- because the Premier League is a different animal so we've got let's be clear the Spanish league is down the toilet right now. Um, it's absolutely down the toilet. Barcelona, as we discovered the, you know, the other day, as I mentioned on the show last week, their figures have become even more public and they're over a billion quid in debt. Like They are absolutely screwed. They're not paying players' wages at the moment. You know, they, they, It's really not looking good for them. Real Madrid, transition.com. They don't have any... Well, they, they, they've got some really exciting young players, but then they've also got some really old players. Atletico Madrid are somehow winning the league. Do you know what I mean? Like It's not a strong league Italy is having maybe for the first time in a long time you've got a different team winning it um, but that's because the best team in the country have uh, a novice as manager despite how amazing his beard and hair is you know I don't. I still don't see a different Italian team doing well in Europe and that will have to happen before I start considering the Serie A as a strong league again France dominated by PSG let's see if they can actually win a Champions League and the manager that got them to the final of the Champions League has now left Germany dominated by Bayern constantly that's just how it is Dortmund look fun but for every time that we see a nice highlights video of Sancho and Haaland doing something cool for Dortmund what you don't read about is the one or draw with some fucking jobber team that doesn't get publicised seriously this happens in Germany a lot where you mm-hmm. people cherry pick the really fun bits from Dortmund and or, or, or look how cool this was look how amazing they are they have shit results often this, they're seventh in the league at the moment it's the, do you know what I mean this happens with Dortmund because it is a, a, and even Bayern they're not doing so well this year the Premier League is the best league in the world. And I don't say that as a, you know, uh, best league in the world, we're fucking British, we're the best, because I fucking hate Britain, let's be clear about it. I, I moved away from the country for one reason, you know. The, the, but the, the fact of the matter is, we have the likes of Jurgen Klopp, Guardiola, Mourinho, um, Brendan Rodgers. You know, we've, we've got good Brendan managers. Rogers. We've got... He's a very good young man. Oh, no, I know, I know, I know he is. I just remember last year when you when yeah. you're hating on him, that's all. Um, when I was correct and they... And they, and they, and they was, I, was, I, was I not correct? <laughs> on hating on them. No, but did no, they they, they well? did finish top four. That's, did they finish that's top true. four? No. Oh, look, 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 um, so <laughs> I do think this is his biggest... This is Tuchel for all of his... You know his uh, you know, potential that he has, and his kind of the, the plaudits that he's got for doing his things. As Gary Neville called him, a top manager. This is the test for him because he's coming into now a very, very interesting dressing room. He's now got a very, very demanding owner. He's got a team full of an expensively assembled team full of youngsters who are young, earning a lot of money. Do they want it? That's a big question. Um, there's no fans to get on side in the stadium. They're coming into a team that is in a very, very conde- uh, there's a congested fixture list. It's a very competitive league. A lot of teams aren't doing so well here and there. I mean, Man United are winning it for Christ's sake. Um, this is his big test, and I'm I ho- I'm I'm looking forward to it. I don't think it's I think he's going to do okay for what it's worth. 
Um, anything's better than Frank. It's better than well, like, when you signed Sari, put it that way. You know, there's got to be more yeah. optimism. Yeah, I mean, Sari did come in with a high reputation, obviously, as well. But I think I think this is a great opportunity for both Chelsea and Tuchel, to be honest. Because I just spoke for ages, didn't I? Sorry. Yeah. Like the the thing we've. Um, you, you look at the, the the squad and Chelsea's ambitions. They they showed what they're they're about in the summer. They, they want to get back to winning titles. That is basically what they've told Tuchel is that we want to be contending for the league. Um, and for Tuchel, uh, this is a great opportunity because uh, I think he did become somewhat. He went from flavour of the month to Paris, right? And then other German managers have risen. You know, we talk about Nagelsmann, um, we talk about Rose, these other coaches that are doing well in the Bundesliga without winning stuff. Uh, so Lee would probably mark them down because they don't beat Bayern. It was interesting though, that Chelsea actually went for Nagelsmann ahead of, um, and, and was it Ralph, what's his name? Uh, Rag, 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 yeah, that, that guy. Didn't, yeah. they, didn't Chelsea yeah. approach them too first before Tuchel? That's, that's the chat. I think that Marina wanted the... Um, Nagelsmann won, and, and I'm not surprised because he's very flavour of the month right now. This this is a guy that is hot this shit. This is the guy that you wanted. This was the guy that I wanted, um, and I still feel that you know if I was to tear them, I would put Nagelsmann one and Tuchel would have been two. But Roman wanted Tuchel. Uh, we couldn't get Nagelsmann anyway. Um, Nagelsmann is um, ruled out until at least the summer, and I think you even said that I, his I, way. I, I said this is he, he ain't moving until after next year. Well, I mean, obviously Chelsea won't be attempting to attract him um, and by all accounts that it, there might be a Madrid job that might tempt him more in the summer anyway um, but we'll, we'll see if that happens or not but um, oh, yeah just I want Wenger back in management can we make this happen it's about time isn't mate, it he's on the beach mate, he's, mate, he's on the beach with the Gunnosaurus Rex mate they're chilling now mate they're, they're, they're retired and, and they're, they're, they're good I think I think but I don't think we're seeing them again I Lee think, I, I know you're dying I know you're dying should we just move on <laughs> yeah he's dying over I just, there I can look, see in his Lee, eyes I'll, I'll summarise it I was I was gutted Frank went but I'm I'm happy. I am happy. I think finally I feel that we're now trending back to where we need to be going as a football club to be taken seriously as a football club because we've got a serious football manager. And uh, yeah, I think you you've hit the nail on the head there. Um and yeah, as as Mike said as well, it'll be, you know, it will be interesting to see how it pans out and there's no doubt that he has got a hell of a job on his hand and he's in the most competitive league in the world. But let's move it on. Um well, we didn't actually have any competitive Premier League action because it was the FA Cup weekend. Um, obviously, the tie of the round. Was, wasn't, there, wasn't there one game? Oh, there was, but it, it, was, was, it was Villa, Newcastle. You, that, that, you that, did say competitive and you were right because that game wasn't competitive. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Anything that involves Newcastle is not competitive. Um, and I think we've got them at the weekend. Um, yeah, we have, so we'll, we'll be losing to them, <laughs> won't we, now? I've, I've fucking jinxed no, it. But, um, mate, no, but nobody loses to Newcastle. <laughs> well, we did earlier on the season, but... Um, <laughs> Less about that. Um, obviously, the big, the big, the big tie of the round was Man United Liverpool. We, were, I, I actually only watched the last twenty minutes of. It. I'm sure you boys watched it all, so you can probably give more of an insight into into the game. Obviously, Man United played Liverpool like literally the week before, a few days before, um, and they come away with a draw. When obviously Man United probably should have won. This time you did win. Talk me through it. Well, the difference is, is that last week. Um... Liverpool set up to basically the the, the 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 Premier League game. Liverpool set up to not lose the game. That was the key there. And Oli went in there, not really playing his hand. You know, we had Pogba at right wing and things like that. This game, Liverpool were a lot more open. I think they tried they tried to win the game. 
And Manchester United tried to win the game. And as a result, you had two teams actually going for the win instead of two teams uh, scared about what the other team is going to do. And it made for a much more entertaining game. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Not just because we won. Um, it just felt like a it felt like a proper football game. It sounds, oh, it sounds stupid to say that. I sound like an idiot. But it just felt like a... What, it's what I, a cup I game usually game does like, as well because it releases the shackles a little bit. People talk about the magic of the FA Cup, talking about underdog stories. But to me, that on Sunday was the magic of the FA Cup, a proper football match between two very good football teams, both basically playing to win the game as opposed mm. to not lose it. That, that was yeah. really enjoyable. Yeah, it was it was it was endlessly enjoyable. And I think um, the the performance of like, I'm going to talk about it from a United perspective. Um, I don't have many things to be unhappy about right now. It's true, you know. I've I've been sat on this podcast time and time again, and I've I've lost count of how many times I've said I don't want Oli as manager. I'm not happy about this. I'm not happy about that. And yeah, maybe I need to learn a little bit of patience here and there because we talk. You know, we 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 start the show by talking about how tactics are so important in football and how it is. You know, everything's it's all about systems and tactics and things like. That. And I I had an attempt to explain what I think. Manchester United's tactics are are about at the moment where it's very much broad strokes. It's not individual. Um, you know, you must be in this area of the pitch, and this is what it's not. I don't think we operate like that at all. I think it is very much broad strokes, but it looks like the players are enjoying themselves, and I do think that um, with the, one of the big differences, there's two big differences to me. One of them is um, Pogba over the last couple of well, probably about four or five weeks or so has been really good. Um, yeah. he's been really really good this is the Pogba that I thought we were signing um, it's irritating that this may now be his form to get him out of the club um, but if you did have that Pogba and that form at the beginning of, of his career at Man United it just tailed off when probably when Jose, when Jose turned up um, the, uh, the this 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 Pogba it, look, it's very evident that Pogba can't drag a team up but what he can do is play well if the team is playing well. Uh, he's not a Bruno Fernandes that can go and win games on his own. What he is is a player that can slot into a team that's actually doing well already and look pretty good. Because um, I don't think he, at the moment, feels like he has to do everything. And the one the one noticeable thing of Paul Pogba, where you can tell that he's uh, enjoying himself, as it were, is that he doesn't take too long on the ball. Mm-hmm. He gets it and he plays it quickly. When, when Paul Pogba's playing fast and playing the ball quickly, you know he's confident. Uh, otherwise he dallies and dollies and dallies. And I do think that having... I think one of the biggest differences is Cavani in the squad. Uh, I think that guy's made a massive difference. Because they look Anthony different Martial, when he's on the pitch. He does. He, he, we, we, we have a player up front who knows how to pull Play the nine, around right? and, ma- mm. and, make, and make space. It makes a world of difference. Um, yeah, I just... Uh, and I, for, for all the faults of our defence, uh, Luke Shaw. That guy. Yeah. I have to give him credit. He's, he's stepped mate. up. I don't know what's the, more impressive. To just on Ollie, I don't know what's more impressive. His man management of the Pogba situation. Let's not forget this. This Pogba that we're seeing now came off the back of Mina Riola basically saying he's gone. Yeah, it, it could have quite easily gone in the tank, but somehow Ollie's managed to manage this situation perfectly, and he's got Pogba, like you say, performing as good as what we've seen in the Manchester shirt. But but Luke Shaw is just reborn. Um, and that might be because uh, United went and bought um, fucking cars. Tellers, yeah. Tellers to, to, to basically add a little bit of pressure on his position. That may well be the case. But 
completely uh, revitalised, rejuvenated his career. Looks the player to to what he looks like um, for for moments under under Van Hal, and that's a you know it's, what a time to do it as well with the European yeah. Championships this summer. You know what an opportunity for Luke Shaw to be able to make his make a stake to get in not just the squad but the starting eleven for that tournament. I, well, I'm really happy as well for it. Look, I'm I'm a Chelsea fan, but I'm so happy for Luke Shaw. I really am because that leg break was cruel. And he struggled. It seems he's really struggled to kind of get back. And he's obviously had the the the, the fingers pointed at him about him being. And he is a he's a thick boy, right? He is, for, especially for a fullback. But um, you know, he's he's smiling now, right? Yeah, he's the, he's. The, I mean, I was at your house when that leg break happened, wasn't I? Do you remember mm. in Stratford? That's right, personal information on the podcast, will you? Um, <laughs> can, can I ask? Obviously, we've, got, we've had a Man United perspective or an angle. What about Liverpool? Um, obviously, the d- demise is continuing. They haven't. <laughs> <laughs> the demise. You mean you you say that with a massive grin on your face? Mate. <laughs> well, they're, they're, they're not winning, are they? They're not winning. Um, I mean, at least one monkey they got off their back. They scored course, a goal. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> and Salah scored as well. The man who looks been abysmal the last few. Hey, weeks. look, it, it was a good finish. Um, you know, it was a moment that was very Liverpool. Um, it was vertical play, get the ball forward quickly, Salah in behind, lift the ball. It was that was what Liverpool do well. But you know, there was there was far too much of Liverpool looking like a lame horse at times as well. Where I think still their fullbacks don't look quite right. Um, I still their centre half problem is. I think we're really starting to see the impact of them not having Van Dijk there because a lot of the goal. I think I'm trying to think. So the first goal. Uh, that was Mason, right, Greenwood, where the ball was lobbed in and, and Milner just completely misreads it. And, and Greenwood, I know everyone says he looks like Van Persie, but bloody hell, when he strikes the ball, he doesn't half look like Van Persie. It is so freaky. Um, I'm trying to think of the other goals are, but I'm pretty sure there was other centre-half problems. Williams. Oh, yeah, Wasn't the, Williams the kids, at fault Williams, for one? Williams at fault for one. You know, again, mm-hmm. the centre-half is a problem. Um, and, and then the final one was a foul by Fabinho. On Cavani, who it was a foul, by the way. It was it's a clever foul. play by Cavani. Um, it's it's, it's clever what we play. said about being the number nine. You can't get that. Why are you going in there? And then, again, that goes to basically a, a, a defensive midfielder playing centre half. All three goals you could argue because they haven't got centre half. And I, I'm interested to know what Klopp is like behind the scenes at the moment with FSG and their reluctance to give him at least a fighting chance. I guess he would probably see it in his mind of giving me a fucking centre half. Um, because that is giving them a problem and we spoke about it last time uh, where they're effectively negating their midfield because they're putting Jordan Henderson into defence but the the defence in general is just not good enough to be a a top level team and they they will fall behind Villa and Everton I think if the results go go their ways it's it's looking tough it's tough just remember we've got Jordan Pickford to thank for this Okay, they they bring it up every time Liverpool play, and they start losing, or they look a bit vulnerable at the back. It always gets brought up, and to be honest, I don't give a shit now. I'm glad that he fucking done it to him. I'm so fucking happy because, as I said, you know, it's ruined their season. It took it took its time to kick in, but now we're seeing the true effects of it. You know, and I fucking love it. Um, But yeah, I I I I really like the uh, the 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 gifts and the memes about uh, Thiago. Uh, My favorite one today was. uh, was a Thiago on the ball, and it was the Tony Hibbert gif of him <laughs> just dallying left and right, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, he's a he's an aesthetically pleasing footballer, and um, 
he doesn't fit their system at all right now. Uh, if he played think... for Barcelona, then absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, any other any other FA Cup games? Obviously, there was a, a Wolves and a, a City scraping through against lower league opposition. I didn't watch the games, but I don't know if you boys did. Yeah, City. Um, the upset was on. It really was on, but legs run out a little bit, don't they, for these lower league teams? You wouldn't you wouldn't have thought that they were um, a, a League Two team. Um, the quality of football that and I Cheltenham. can't think who they were. Cheltenham, thank you. Um, they play some good football at times, and but yeah, it was just a case of running out of gas at the end. Um, We've got a facial expression from Michael. Nicola Pepe scored. Oh wow! Holy well, shit! Well, speaking of speaking of wow. Arsenal, they they got knocked out, so they ain't winning the FA Cup this year. No, they're not. Uh, which is good news because then we don't have to. If we did get to the final, lose to them again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, that was. Southampton, it's hard to say it was an upset, right? Nah, uh, Southampton are a good football team. Um, Pepe was, for what it's worth, fucking garbage in that game. Um, <laughs> he was so, so poor. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the, How much did they spend on him again, wasn't it? Like 70... £72 million. Pounds. Oh, that's a lot of money, isn't it? That's it's a lot awful, of money. That, I th- I, that, that one in Kepa, they do go down as the worst transfer. Oh, comfortably. Comfortably, right? Like... The, the thing for Chelsea is, in many ways, is that because we have got a billionaire owner, we can just basically move on from it. But to a large extent, Arsenal are handcuffed to that £72 million elephant in the room, aren't they? So, um, But yeah, um, Magic Mikel and the FA Cup with their great heritage in that competition, good night. But I think Tottenham... Um, Tottenham had... There was a moment where they went behind against Wickham, but again, I think the quality came through at the, at the end of the game and they've set, they up, ran a, out they've set up obviously a really good or interesting tie against Everton oh that is a good for tie the fifth round tie of former Chelsea managers yeah lovely um obviously <laughs> we we the only game I pretty much did watch in full was Everton beating Sheffield Wednesday and um it, it was comfortable for us Hamis Hamis ran the show um the guy is obviously just especially against championship he's just a class above what we got going on here Mikey Lukaku it's the Milan derby tonight isn't it it's the Milan Milan. derby and uh, you got there's a picture of Lukaku and Ibrahimovic squaring up to each other no face to face great for what it's worth I'd love to see that as an actual fight I reckon that'd be good Zlatan has the technique right but like Lukaku has the bulk (laughs) Big Rom Big Rom has got probably like a death right hand or something like if he catches you with it you go night night for for what it's worth it's currently half time in the Milan derby Milan are Milan are the ace and man of the away team uh, winning 1-0 thanks to a Zlatan Ibrahimovic goal (laughs) going back I I don't want to get off topic but going back to to Italy both the Milan teams are 1-2 and in the league at the moment and um, Inter Milan are uh, propped up by a load of United rejects and into uh, AC Milan are fronted by a man that's 38 years old. Uh, hardly like uh, a, a selling point of the league being competitive, right? But um, well, tomorrow he'll have a whale of time out there, won't he then? Oh, mate, he's going to be faster than literally everyone because he's quick anyway. Like, he's going to be basically just... No one's going to be able to run beyond him. Um, Chelsea played Luton, um, laboured. Won a football match. It was fine. It was a nice way to say goodbye. Um, it was. Mace got the, the Mason Mount got the armband, um, oh. which was def, definitely a nod from Frank towards him. You know what it is, right? Going and then going back to it, I do worry a little bit with 
Mason Mount and how, the impact of his view from other players are in that must have been difficult, right? Because no one wants to be obviously the teacher's pet. Yeah, no, no one, one wants, wants that be because then no one really. And you can imagine that might have been quite difficult. And Frank probably wasn't aware how difficult it was. Well, Scott McTominay dealt with it okay when Jose Mourinho <laughs> invented an award for him, <laughs> manager's player of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, true. I mean, um, but yeah, uh, Chelsea got. Uh, Barnsley in the next round we we played them in the League Cup earlier this season and gave them a walloping so Chelsea should be playing in the quarterfinals uh, I think United have they got West Ham uh, I don't I'm actually just about to have a look I can't remember so and obviously Everton Tottenham and, and Man City have probably got some ch- conference team um, but yeah West Ham we've got which will be a good tie because West Ham are a form football team right now. It's two form football teams, and I think both teams have got an interest in progressing in the competition. You know, like it's silverware, right? Sorry, I'm, I'm especially tra- for West Ham. I'm trying to bring up the fixtures for the fifth round. So um... I, I will say though, I will say that now we've knocked out Liverpool. I don't really care. <laughs> to be honest, you see, it's you interesting because see- there's, there's an additional point to that Liverpool game, right? Going into it, I think it would be quite easy for for United fans to go, "Oh fuck it, want to focus on the league," but. That game was quite poignant and important because if Liverpool win it, momentum's back. Hey, we're winning football matches. Hey, we're beating Manchester United. Crucially for Manchester United, though, is that they went and beat Liverpool, the reigning champions, which basically boosts their ego to go, hey, fuck that lot. We've just beaten them. We're better than them last week. We beat them this week. We can do this. That dressing room must be bouncing right now. There must be genuine belief that we can actually go and do this. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, look, we've said it all along. United don't have a bad team. It's just getting a tune out of them. I reckon, well, they, they, I reckon United will fancy it. I think Tottenham are also going to fancy uh, winning the FA Cup this year. Um, and may, now, now, Chelsea, now you've got right? a new manager in as well. Chelsea are probably going to want to go for it. Yeah. Just to quickly go for it, so as, as you said, Woods, Chelsea, uh, or Barnsley, Chelsea, Burnley playing a team to be confirmed, but who cares about Burnley? Everton, Tottenham, that's... That's the standout time. That'd be a good game, there. Leicester, Brighton. Leicester, they're another team that'll be looking at the FA Cup, I think. And then you've got... Oh, Leicester, yeah, absolutely. United, West Ham. That's probably the, the other pick out of the uh, of the round. And then Sheffield United, Bristol City, Swansea, Man City. Another easy one for City, you'd think. Swansea, Man City. And then um, Wolves, Southampton. So... Oh, that'd be... That's a tough... Mm. Although Wolves' form is a bit patchy, to say, say the least. Everton, Tottenham. Um, 95, right? Uh, Daniel Amakachi subs himself on. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one. Semi final. Final, which, you know, Lee's favourite memory as a, an Evertonian. Yeah. Well, it's the year of the one, isn't it? I, I, always bang on I, about hope, as well. I hope Everton don't win the FA Cup this oh, season. Thanks. No, no. This, this is a good thing. I don't want you to win it when there's no fans allowed. Mate, I don't give a shit. The, the, this, this is the beauty <laughs> of it. I want that right, monkey because... off our back, mate. I want that fucking trophy. Because Liverpool, oh, be Liverpool are going to have a trophy parade when they finish seventh in the Premier League. <laughs> like, it's, it's fucking gold, mate. Mm. Okay, then. Um, oh, yeah, let's move it on then. Um, we've obviously uh, covered off the FA Cup pretty much, and there wasn't much else going on apart. Do, do, uh, I have go. to say, we go. is it not just still fucking hilarious that they won the league in the COVID, the COVID era and couldn't celebrate with their fans? Is that. <laughs> Every now and again, I think of it and I just I start laughing. It's like, yeah, they won it, but there's an asterisk next to it. So it doesn't really count. And you didn't get to celebrate it. And there's no pictures of the fans celebrating it anywhere. No, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. And your follow-up season has been fucking awful. 
It's not yeah, it's almost plan, as bad as Chelsea's. You remember when Chelsea <laughs> had that really bad? <laughs> yeah, under under Jose. Yeah, I, I, that that was the one season I went to all bar one home game. So the, the one year I actually got to be going to Stamford Bridge regularly was the season where basically <laughs> properly train wrecked. When you said all bar one, I thought you meant you went to the bar all bar one. No, 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 no. I went to. I I missed the Norwich game, uh, which we actually won, which was a rarity that season. Okay. Um, Maybe I was the problem. (laughs) We've um, we've got some fixtures this weekend. As I mentioned, Everton are playing Newcastle. It's the first game on Saturday, 12.30. I'm assuming we're all going home here. Yes. They are in serious shit, by the way, because... Um, as we touched on um, last week, Fulham are, are a good football team. Um, I think that people are probably sleeping on them a little bit. Um, you know, th- th- those teams below them start to pick up results. So I think uh, West, West Brom obviously picked up a result against Wolves in the last round of fixtures, Premier League fixtures, that is. So Burnley in and around there. You can, Burnley you know, are obviously starting to get some results as well. So, it, you know, the, it, it, they, they could get sucked in. They could go. And as we've already touched on, that's not a bad thing if you're a Geordie, right? Because then you get that sweet, sweet Saudi oil dirty, money. Dirty, dirty. been so desperate to get. Yeah. That blood money that you've been basically praying for and calling the Premier League corrupt for not letting you have their filthy, filthy blood oil money. Mm, well, let's hope we, uh, we help with that relegation for them. Um, Palace Wolves, three o'clock. Um, I'm going to say Palace are playing at home. Palace just lost pretty much to West Ham three two at home. West Ham continued to win these games by one goal pretty much, and Palace will be safe, but they're 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 always going to be just below that mid table position. Always going to be lurching around twelfth to thirteenth pretty much. Yeah, Uh, give Um, me give me a draw, squad. Wolves, Wolves, Wolves. They're in a bit of plight as well at the moment. Yeah, but Podence has got some mad skills. And Neto's very fast. They, they should Seriously, go sign. Go, go, oh, mate, go and check mate, out I, the, uh, I said, I said the last week. Podence, Neto, they've generally got some yeah. really good players They there. should go get Diego Costa. Yeah, Is Diego man, Costa going to go to Wolves? Yes. Well, well, I heard, George, I heard Mick, Mendes, George, George Mendes will basically cross his palm with gold <laughs> and he'll be like, Yes, I mean. Well, Mika Richards had... Um, he scored one goal in about seven years. Mika, Mika yeah. Richards saying he goes to play for Pep Guardiola. <laughs> no fucking hell. No way. I, I, I do love Mika Richards, but he, that is complete fucking nonsense. Diego Costa would just... I, I, I love Diego Costa, right? I genuinely do. I love everything about the man. Um, but, like, Pep ain't having him in a dressing room at all. He can't deal a character like that. Okay, what's your prediction then, Woods? I'm saying home, by um, I'm going to give Palace... Yeah, Palace. Okie dokie. Um, City Sheffield United, obviously we all know where we're going. Despite De Bruyne being out for four to six weeks, it doesn't matter. Sheffield United and City are on a good role at the moment. Yeah, Yeah, City City are in form, aren't they? And they don't concede goals because they've got John Stones at the back. Mm, And they're winning at the moment, I believe, (laughs) as well against West Brom. They are 2-0 with uh, Bernardo Silva getting an assist and Cancelo getting an assist and a goal. Mm. I think Gundogan just kept up his score. They're three nil up. Three nil up now. Yeah, Yao Cancelo again. Yeah, he's doing well. Two goals. Yeah, he's he's uh, sorry. Uh, Gundogan's got another. Oh, no, I saw something that said Gundogan's playing further upfield. I hadn't picked up on it, but by all accounts, like um, it's been a deliberate move to move Gundogan further into the offensive phase, and now he's like chipping in with goals all the time. There you go. One for so, the fantasy football there. Then I think. 
Um, speaking yeah. of West Brom, this is a good game. West Brom, Fulham. Speaking of West Ooh. Brom. Oh, they're just playing against Man City, mate. They're the that's how Man City are playing, yeah. is it? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to take Fulham. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll take Fulham too. Sorry, I'm just giving Mikey the finger. But yeah, I, I'm also going to go Fulham. <laughs> Not the first time. <laughs> um, oh, and now we've got the big one, I would suggest. Arsenal United. I say a big one, you know, last time Arsenal oh, did a number. Does, you know, this does feel like, yeah, like they they did do a number because um, they set up in a tactical way, which, you know, it was peak Arteta ball, which was basically stifle the fuck out of the football match, pray for a penalty and take the game 1-0. Um, United will want vengeance. Sweet, sweet vengeance on this lot. They're still not playing particularly well, Arsenal. Um, I, I think that they. I also don't think that they played particularly badly when they were having the terrible run of fixtures. I think that they're still playing about the same level. They're just getting a bit more rubber the green that they weren't getting. Whereas Manchester United are playing really well, and I think that Manchester United will beat Arsenal. And I agree. What about you, Mikey? Your team? Yeah, I think we'll. I think we'll turn them over. I think we're going to beat them like five one. Fuck you, Arsenal. So that's a that's a bold call there. Um, all right then. Uh, I think I think we're going to feast, mate. Feasting. I mean, why not, right? Like, uh, United are, are bouncing at the moment. They are bouncing, but Arsenal for all their, you know, well, they're just they're still turgid, but they don't concede. So I, I don't know. Feast might be a bit extreme, but you know, we'll revisit this next week. <laughs> we will visit feasting next week. <laughs> this is true. Um, <laughs> Takes note. Feasting. <laughs> I've also made the note of the time where this is, you know, Mikey has said that he's definitely Ollie in at the moment. The, the 26th of January, because I've called out before and he claims he was never Ollie in. He's definitely Ollie in now. He said that earlier. Have I said though? Did I say those words today? They're all thereabouts, the mate. You know, you said they're I thereabouts. Haven't said the words. Southampton Villa, eight o'clock Saturday. I can categorically deny <laughs> that I am Ollie in right now. Sure. I would say that I'm not as strongly Ollie out. <laughs> That's a, that's, a, that's a tough This is a, a nice game, um, I think. Two good football yeah, sides. Both, both good teams. Yeah. There's a fence in my future. I think so too. I, I don't think I can pick between those two teams. Okay, well, I'm actually going to go Southampton. So I'm going home and then... And you're saying draw, yeah? So we've got Woods, yeah. Tom, Eagles. So on, on Sunday, you've got uh, Chelsea-Burnley, right? Uh, is Tuchel is Claude taking control of that game is Claude, Claude's there? on the bench tomorrow mate against Wolves oh, he's, got... he's so, managing tomorrow yeah uh, Claude, Claude took training tonight at 6 so we don't have any so... comedy interim manager no no sadly it's not, not. Jody is, and also, it's, it's not Mason Mount. Jody Morris either. No. <laughs> no, but this is it is Jody Morris going to stay Jody, Morris is gone thank fuck for that I hated looking at his horrible he was going to be the equivalent of Sammy Lee wasn't he he was like the young version of Sammy yes. Lee Yes. Mm. I, I struggled with Jodie Morris for what it's worth. I don't blame you. He's a prick. I, I kind of felt that there was there was a lot of kind of Twitter or Instagram posts and I'm like, that's a bit fucking amateur. Speaking of me. which, did you see uh, Drinkwater's Instagram post today? Yeah. Or yeah. the one where it was announced that Lampard's gone and he, he puts up a picture of him celebrating. Of him celebrating. Yeah. yeah. It says everything uh, about the guy. The lack of professionalism. It really does say. Yeah. Dude, but the thing, if you're sur- like, this is one of those things of Lampard again. Like, we talk about him being Tim Sherwood of A-levels, right? You're surrounding yourself with Jody Morris, mate. The guys are clearly a bellend. 
And by all accounts, he wanted. He that wanted says everything you need didn't to he know. want Shay Given in, his, and that was denied. He did want Shay. So Shay Given was with not saying that Shay Given is a knob or the Jodie Morris category. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel a little bit lads on tour at fucking Cobham, though, doesn't it? Where, where, where's Barton? <laughs> Like Shay, Shay Given was his goalkeeping coach at Derby, and uh, Chelsea blocked it. Yeah. Oh yeah, because Derby did really well, didn't they? Mm. I think we've got a rebound effect here. New, well, I think maybe just you know the fact that oh, ch- ch- Lampard's oh, Chelsea gone. at home. Yeah, Chelsea at home. Yeah. Uh, look, I, 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 no, mate, I think Burnley that just we... beat, didn't Burnley just beat Liverpool? They did. <laughs> they did. They inflicted the first just... home. Um, like. Oh yes, the first home it, defeat uh, in sixty-eight games. I want to say I could not give a fuck if it's Claude's debut. Right, Chris Wood is coming to play. He says no. Okay, I'm going for a draw. Mate, didn't you call it last week with Burnley? But you got the wrong player. It was Ashley Barnes. But you know, Chris Wood, Ashley Barnes, same <laughs> thing. You know, pretty much. I mean, I'm always big on, on Burnley's goals. I don't want to say I don't want to say that I'm a Nostradamus of football, but <laughs> I am the Nostradamus. Dude, let's look, we've had a tally. What did we a while say ago for the predictions? By the way, I. I don't think that we picked Liverpool to win that football match, did Let we? Let me... Did we have I can re- look at that. I might be talking utter bollocks. I, I think I, I said 1-0, if I'm honest. Uh, got dead air whilst No, Woods, Woods said draw. Uh, sorry, Mark said draw. We both said home, so we were wrong. Yeah. Woods, Woods we were was closer. Wrong. But you had Woods getting the, the equalising goal or something, didn't you? Um, yeah. Not as in Thomas Woods, but... Uh, you know, no, I mean, the New Zealand Chris Woods, yeah. Um, I, I'm going for a draw this time again. Big, big Chris Wood <laughs> doing the business. Is he like your new favourite player then? Is he? Did he even play? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he played. Yeah, he played. <laughs> it, it was the other one, Ashley Barnes, who, who scored though. Yeah. Sorry, Woods. You like also also should say definitely a, a defensive error that one. Fucking Fabino just lets him just go. I don't, I couldn't understand. Like Fabino gets away scot free with any criticism. I don't know what he was doing defending that. Um, Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Mike. Did you say draw or away for Burnley? I said draw. Big Chris Wood comes in with the play of the game. Okay. Uh, Leicester leads. It's interesting. Leicester. Leicester are hitting some form now. Madison. Uh, I'm gonna say. I'm, I'm gonna say draw because Vardy's still out. And he's, he's out with a hernia injury. Good point. Didn't Fed. think that. Who the fuck's playing up front? Is it Inacho? Exactly. That doesn't. That spells Perez. Harvey me, so Barnes. There's definitely goals in that game. I'm saying Leicester. Yeah, I think I think I'll be. I'm going to take Leicester. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes is having a really good season. So okay, uh, I, I I will be a draw myself. Two all. Not fence hitting today, Mikey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, West Ham Liverpool. West Ham keeping up the good run. <laughs> Liverpool continue to be. West shit. Ham, mate. West Ham getting picking up all three points this time. <laughs> yeah. Wood, Woods is thinking about this one. I, 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 it's because West Ham are in good form and Liverpool aren't. Uh, it's, 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 it's bizarre that we're in this position where you go with the form book. Look, you are saying first, West Ham. Aren't this you? is this is the first time in some time. Like as you know, I've been saying I've been calling for Liverpool or predicting Liverpool to lose so often over the last two and a half years that it's just become a little bit redundant. This is the first time in those last two and a half years that I can put down Liverpool loss and actually think that's actually going to be the result. So. Yeah, I'm going to go for a West Ham win. As you said, they're in form. I think they're not. If they do win it, it won't be uh, uh, two or three nil. But I could see them squeaking out a one nil, maybe a two one, uh, with with uh, the big presence of Suchek, um and the fact that Liverpool don't have any defenders and they're quite a small team. Um, Good point. Set piece. I, I think um, I think set pieces could be could be could be uh, spell some danger. Well, I'm fence sitting. Merseyside Reds. <laughs> I'm fence sitting. I'm saying draw. 
You're saying home for West Ham Woods. I'm tempted by West Ham. Go on. Have I convinced you? Have I, I putting that H next to you? It's just. I just don't think Liverpool playing anywhere near good enough to win football matches. Like, and West Ham are winning football matches, which is a habit, right? We all know about like it becomes a habit. So yeah, give me West Ham. Excellent stuff. And lastly, Brighton Spurs. 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 Mm, Okay. Yep. I'll never back Brighton. I hate that kid. Oh, poor old. Even with Lalana showing it off, I thought you liked it. It was when they slapped the fucking. Snickers logo on but it is right? Snickers yeah and, and also the horrible lines on it like no stop ruining a nice shirt pricks alright then um, God, winners and chumps uh, do we go chumps first do we have an obvious chump or are we going to go a little bit out there <laughs> I mean <laughs> someone firing name at me. Frank, Frank Lampard's not feeling particularly good about himself that's is where he? my chump uh, is I think for everything that's come out as you, you mentioned earlier with the athletic They've wrote, wrote some really good articles and obviously everyone's had their sort of thoughts on this, but I think The Athletic covered it pretty well and it kind of gave a good insight as to where it did really go wrong for him. And Screamed of a man out exactly. of his depth. And we, I think we've covered it off pretty well as well. So, yeah, for me, for me it, was, it was Frank. If you boys offering something different. Oh, yeah, no, I'm saying, I'm saying Frank Lampard, yeah. Mikey, are you going to...? Um, I'm going to say... Um... Uh, I mean, look, it's, it is Frank. It's also Liverpool because that would be an endless, an endless source of amusement for me. Uh, it's also Barcelona, I, just for the comedy. I had Barcelona in my head for you. I knew you were going to maybe say that the Barcelona yeah, president or something. Just, he's such a madrista. Uh, he's been there like two months, mate. He's fucking unbearable. This guy with his <laughs> Barcelona hate. <laughs> no, I don't have any stats or figures to hand or anything like that. But just the. Um, they're the worst run club in world football. Um, they're not going to be. I don't think anything terrible will happen to them just because. Um, they ain't going protected. to the wall, are they? No, they're not. Um, it's, they will always be okay, but they still owe Liverpool forty million for Coutinho, for Christ's sake. You know, like these clubs shouldn't be allowed to be run like this. And I'm glad that um, they're FFP's kind of being working outed. well. Yeah, do you know what I mean? FFP's being made a mockery of here. Um, how on earth were they allowed to sign Antoine Griezmann? I, on those wages as well. Uh, that's that's the crazy thing. Yeah, like the, the, the funny, the stupid thing about it is they could have sold Lionel Messi for hundred million and got rid of his five hundred grand a week wages off the bill, at least. You know what I mean? And then that, now, I mean, I, I imagine he's on what five hundred grand base. That's not taking into account any bonuses he gets for appearances, goals, assists, and things like he that. He must as be well. close to like, he must be in sort of the million euro. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Think how much money they'd be saving if they did that. Because I mean, man, man City would have paid a big fat fucking fee. But Maybe you, not hundred million, but they would have paid. Some you money. can never be the guy though that got rid of Messi. That's the problem. That's the issue. It? No one wanted to be that guy. But the, 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 the but the, the the club is. As much as Messi, I mean, Messi is, I mean, look, even Messi in his current powers, he's... He's waning. Top of the goal-scoring charts. But he uh, is a Messi Barcelona. of 10 years ago. No, uh, but he's Messi worth. is the best player of all time, and he is the thing that, unfortunately, is the anchor around the club's neck. Uh, they need to get rid of him so they can actually start becoming something new again and they can kind of reinvent themselves. They've had this... I mean, I, the, one, of the, the, one of the comments I saw um, 
which really amused me. And this is, to be honest with you, this came to mind when I was trying to think of my loser. It was just ticky tacky your way out of that, you cunt. <laughs> and <laughs> that amused me no end because I fucking hated the era of ticky tacker. It oh, bored me to tears. And oh, yeah, because of course you fucking you know, did. Did you know that Lee's pastime is watching paint dry? <laughs> that does it. It does it for I hated time. watching Barcelona and I hated that Spain team. Yeah, it was just boring as fuck to me. And um, like the only the only time you'd watch uh, La Liga is to watch the Clasico, so you'd see Real Madrid's shithousery uh, breaking up the, the, the tiki taka with Ramos and Pepe being incredible. You, you knew the, it was going to get tasty. And you Mourinho, knew it was get tasty might, might, Mourinho might gouge someone in the eye. You might, <laughs> this is what we're peak. dialing in for, right? That was what El Clasico for me was. And then it's just... Barcelona haven't reinvented themselves. Uh, they need, they need a big, big clear out. They need to get rid of a lot of this dross. Um, but the, the 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 fact that they had to go and be creative, getting rid of Arthur to get Pjanic so they could register a profit and all this nonsense. Like, I'm sorry, but it's not how football clubs should be run. The whole ever since they bought Neymar for an undisclosed fee, where basically a Shady lot of shit. that money went to his dad. And it was, and it was just all so shady. And then when they got rid of him to PSG, I forgot that PSG—they're not exactly the fucking patron saint of football either. So you know there was dealings there. But then you look at Real Madrid. I mean, they had fucking what links to um, uh, Castro? Was it Castro for like no Fidel Castro? They're, they're, no, not Castro. Who is it? I need to find this. They had links to a basic... Is it Franco? Franco, you were talking about Franco, yeah. They had mad links to him for like 50 years or something. Like, Mm -hmm. all all this old money in the game, you know, it's corrupt as fuck. That's what it is. It's corrupt as fuck. And it's good that this is now kind of being, well, hopefully be weeded out. But it kind of begs the question, would you prefer to have this old corrupt money where you've got the relics of Real Madrid... Uh, the, you know the, the fucking the city just buying them a new training ground or whatever it is, uh, so, so they could go and buy another Galactico. Or would you rather blood, dirty oil money? Well, I was about to say from, that is the new dirty money, isn't you know, it? That, and it's just like you sit there, I mean, wherever you look, or uh, you basically got right the old money, which is just corrupt as fuck. You've got the blood money coming in from Saudi Arabia, or you've got the American money coming in from people that don't give a fuck about football, and it's like. Hmm, what do we actually want now? What is the lesser of all of these evils? And it's like, it's hard to know, is it? It's really hard to know. But at the moment, I would say I've rambled on for far too long. Barcelona are my loser of the And just to quickly add, um, just on the basis of that, we, we kind of, well, me probably because I hate Ronald Koeman, you know, went in quite hard on him at the beginning of the season because obviously sidelining Messi pretty much as soon as he walked into the club. But you can maybe probably understand now on reflection why he tried to do that. Probably had some probably instructions from 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 above. We're fucked. You ain't gonna have any money to spend. This is what you're gonna need to do. And obviously, it backfired. It didn't. It didn't work out. But basically, Barcelona have been linked with freebies. That's all they can. That's all they can get this year. <laughs> Dude, they've got fucking um, Braithwaite up front. Like he's their striker, and he's the guy that came into the club and wanted Messi's number. Right? <laughs> Was refused. Me- genuinely. And so instead, he waited for a while, and now he's got Suarez's number. And it's just like. <laughs> Like, he's the one in four championship guy and he's calling the shots at Barcelona. Like, they're fucked, mate. They're absolutely fucked. It's just, it's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Lovely. <laughs> Would you... For to put, just, to, just to let you know, just to give you an update, they are, uh, they are 10 points behind Atletico and have played one game more. 
fucking yeah. So they're not looking too Every- tidy. Real Madrid are second in 40 on 40 points, seven points behind Atletico and have played a game more. Every time I, wow. I, I follow Ronald Koeman on Twitter still from my days of when I used to call him out. Yeah, you do. If I was to believe him, mate, he's telling me that Barcelona are doing really well this season. It's like, our oh, five away wins on the bounce, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they have one hope. Their, their entire, the, the hope of that football club is anti-fatty. That is, they are literally pinning all of their dreams and all of their hopes on this kid. Someone should go and challenge them for him. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, dude, United... Uh, by all accounts, United have been sniffing. They've been sniffing. They have. Like, I, if, I'm, if I'm Woodward, I'm sitting there going... All right, let's go and get this guy. Let's go. Because they didn't get Sancho. Um, I think, by all accounts, I mean, again, you, it's, it's Bundesliga highlights. Who the fuck knows how it's actually going in real time? Um, I've seen a couple of nice bits from Sancho and Haaland over the last couple of weeks. Um, whether Sancho is, is available, is he going to be any good? Fuck it. Shelve all those plans. Go and, go and say, here's, here's 80 million. What's that? You'd like that, wouldn't you? Dangle the that, carrot. Don't you, <laughs> dangle it. Go, go and dangle a golden <laughs> carrot. Uh, you know what? Because the thing is with it as well, the statement it makes as well, mate. Thing is, Wait. Barcelona don't. This is the, the the thing with Barcelona is is that they don't sell players. When's the last time someone like the like literally? It's Neymar. That's the only guy that and I can the, think of in Neymar my head that they've sold got for money. robbed. Right? They they were robbed because. The Neymar story is brilliant because he signed a new deal, didn't he? Right? He hmm. signed a new deal. His dad got paid off that new deal from Barcelona. And the idiots agreed to the 200 million euro buyout clause because, like, no one paying that. And then what happened was the game against Paris, ironically, uh, where Neymar played his bollocks off and Messi got the plaudits. And he went, you know what? I'm always going to be robbing at this club and I want to be fucking back. Was that the comeback? And yeah, the comeback. It was the comeback, too. and then, and then basically Paris went his two hundred million, and Barcelona went. Hang on a minute, what? You, you, we can't accept. And they tried to get the La Liga to block it, didn't they? La Liga were trying to block it, but they're like, it's a buyout clause. Here's the fucking money. That's See you how later. It works. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it, oh, it's, it is brilliant. It couldn't happen to a worse fucking football club. I absolutely. But this is but, but this is it. Like it's now a case of asset stripping for them. Because who have the, like, if you go through their team, who have they got that's worth money? Frankie. The only ones Fred, that Frankie De Jong. That's that's the guy. That's the guy that they could sell for big bucks. Him, Fatty. F- uh, uh, who else is there? Uh, Garcia comes in from City on a free. They could, they could sell him immediately. Good business then, finally from uh, Barcelona. If they were to do that, wouldn't it? Okay, um, I'm, I'm considering getting my nipple out to distract you in order to move on to some winners. I don't think we're going to do that now because I feel like I've managed to get in there unless you continue you your Barcelona talk. Getting, you getting ready for the jelly wrestling? Da, 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 da. <laughs> um, hit me some winners quickly, come on. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of go with Kai Havertz. Um, just on the basis and that he's... Or just Kai on his own? Hey, look, fuck it, Kai, Werner, yeah, the pair of them. Um, I, I think that, especially Kai, I think that he's probably going to be utilised better um, under a manager that has an idea what to do with a special talent. I think that he's looked like a player that hasn't had a fucking clue what he's doing when he's played. Um, Frank Lampard didn't want him um, and then had no idea what he's doing. He tried to play him as an eight in a midfield with Mason Mount and he looked so uncomfortable in that. 
So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Kai can do under a proper manager. So yeah, the winner is Kai Havertz because he's he's free. The shackles are coming off. Michael's giggling there. So uh, Zlatan's now been sent off. <laughs> Rom got in his head. It's, yeah, um, rattled by Rom. Uh, uh, my, my winner is uh, is uh, is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Oh, oh, um, that, that's that's be, a right? surprise there after everything you've said. Hmm. Well, the one, the well, well, you go through all the managers that he's faced as manager of Manchester United. He's beaten the majority of them, from Guardiola to Claude to uh, Mourinho, uh, Roger. Like he's literally beaten. Stop putting Rogers in this like realm of like being the greatest manager of all time. Have I said that? I said he's one of the best managers (laughs) in the Premier League. Am I wrong? Just because you keep name dropping Rogers all the time. Am I wrong? He's up there at the moment. I'm not wrong. There you go. Um, and so, yeah, and Klopp was the last one left. He beat him as well. So there you go. I'll give Oli the, uh, the plaudits. This 26th of January, 2021. Mental note made. That's all I'm going to say. I don't really have a winner because um, I haven't really watched enough football. Um, the only, Like I said, the only football I did watch was Everton. And Hammers was just looking glorious. And I just love that guy. So maybe he can just be my winner. Um, hey, glad you do a football <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, true. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just only one of those weekends where I didn't get to watch a lot of football. Um, so yeah, so I'm sorry to disappoint you, boys. But okay. that's why you're the experts. You you bring it to me. I merely just go, tell me what a winner and chump is, and then you come in with your ten minute babble about Barcelona. Well, the thing is, though, Woods, do you feel healed? Do you feel do you feel like a weight has lifted off your chest now? You've 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 said your piece about Frank Lampard. You've said your piece about Claude. You've said your piece <laughs> about Chelsea. Claude's gonna get me every time. <laughs> are you happy? Are you are you satisfied now? The club's in a much better spot. It's it's tough, right? It is tough, um, but I'm happy in a way that it's ripping the bandaid off, right? That's what it was. Monday was it was just get the bandaid off. He's gone. Nothing changes his playing legacy, but ultimately the club are better off with having a football manager in charge instead of a. I a I now need you. The only thing I expect to see from now until next Tuesday, I want to see your Twitter game intensify. I want to see you. I I need you to have a clear direction in what you think here, and that is that Frank Lampard was a disgraceful Chelsea manager, never <laughs> given the job in the first place. Right? That, I want to see you go in that direction, and I want to see you confront these Chelsea fans who still believe that Frank Lampard was the answer, that Mason Mount should be the captain, that Tammy Abraham's going to get 30 a season. That's what I think. Um, the, FYI, uh... my, my, my other winner, by the way, was Reese James, because now he's, he's clearly a decent footballer, right? Hot prospect player. He's now going to actually learn how to defend from a manager, because every time I've seen him, good props Out to the position. guy. He can cross the ball. He can't defend for shit. And I have to listen to Wan-Bissaka get pillars every fucking week for not being able to defend. Reese James has been playing all season. Somehow gets, gets plaudits. Can't defend for Toffee. Let's let's get let's get him some defending school from big old Claude, and let's get him developed into a good a good right back and someone who can take Alexander Arnold's place in the England team because that guy is shit. Fair enough. Um, I don't know. Perfect. Just just. So you want me to just go on Twitter and just set the whole thing on fire? It seems like a logical thing to do. I'm going to wait till till tomorrow, right? And we've played our first game and 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 we've won, right? And then I'm just going to. That's when I'm going to go on. I do. See, this is what the group can do with a proper football manager. Well, I do remember we used to have the uh, the Frankie 
Lampard barometer, which did swing, well, from time to time, swing quite quite extremely with yourself. But surely you must be, you, you know, deep down you are relieved that that's done now. Yeah, look, fantasies are best left to Disney, right? It's and, a good way. Um, <laughs> it's a good way. I like it. And oh, shit. with with Chelsea. It was if it was just a fantasy that this was going to play out and Frank Lampard was going to win a Premier League title. This is just that is just the facts of it. And I mean, he he hasn't shown anything to me in the time at Chelsea that he could string together enough form to be a legitimate top level manager. And what we're really seeing now falling out is that backstage, it was the same. He just wasn't capable of being a top level football manager. Uh, where where he goes now? I, I mean, Celtic is the best option. Let's not kid it, right? Um, I, I know it's all the studio, mate. The studio uh, is where it's... the studio is perfect for him. He should go to the studio. But if he wants to continue football management, Celtic because the, the SPL should pay his fucking wages. Because if you've got Gerard versus Lampard, people are actually going to give a fuck I about Celtic that. I said Celtic last week, and now somehow I said that in jest, just because of the fra- the Gerard Lampard thing. It's now actually a thing. That, like people are actually linking him with the Celtic job. It's wonderful. This would be box office. It would make me not want to watch Scottish football, but I'd at least be aware of it. <laughs> well, on that note, let's look to wrap things up. Let's start saying our goodbyes. Um, as Michael alluded to there, hopefully we'll have Mr. Woods active on Twitter as a pod of two halves. I'm sure he's going to be, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking at? I was going to say feverently typing away, you know, engaging with all, all, all the uh, Chelsea fans hopefully oh, massively pro Tuchel massively anti Frank Lampard it, it, yeah. if you can get Claude Tuchel trending in any way shape or form I, I will doff my cap to you <laughs> Claude Tuchel it's not going to happen but you never know no, I, I could try yeah uh, welcome Claude people are going to be like what What do you mean Claude and I'll be like well go listen to the podcast it'll make more fucking sense exactly. um Let's start announcing the platforms that we are available on. Do you really want this? No, I don't. It's on. It's on loads of stuff. Like it's, if you're listening it's grown to it now, course now, you, you found know. us. Congratulations. Exactly. We hope exactly. you enjoyed it. Tell this your friends. This was always my my thoughts, but we just kind of continued. It. How about this? And how about this? How about this? If you liked what you listened to, please leave a review. Okay. Yes, and we'll read the best ones out next week. If there you, you like what you listen to, please leave a review. <laughs> <laughs> winning come on then play snakes <laughs> on that note let's say goodbyes adios arrivederci sports social podcast network i'm victoria cash thanks for calling the lucky land hotline if you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.